Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. deep breath before we started because I'm real high and mm-hmm. real happy and so I just needed to like center myself to be able to record an intro because that was really fun. That was the ultimate. I mean the moment when the door opens and that delivery showed up and then a few minutes later the door opened again and another different kind of <laughs> delivery showed up <laughs> we were just showered in weed and food. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. I just want to cut to the chase and say what's up Mary Jane. How is it going, Mike? <laughs> it's going well. How's it going? Really well. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Weed and Grub everyone. This is a podcast about comedy, cannabis, culture, cooking, calling shit out, and fried chicken. Yep, chicken and chickadees. And weed with sweet chick. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. It was the greatest. We will get to our very fun hang with Sweet Chick founder John Seymour in a minute. Um but first we're just going to like munch on some of this fucking it's food, It's so right? hard because I see it out of my periphery. I'm staring at this And I want to talk to you, yeah. but also when there's like great food around and yep. sandwiches and biscuits. It's hard. And I can see it. Like, look, you're holding your hands I'm together. Hold, I'm holding the insides of my yep, yeah. thighs. I, yeah. And my legs are crossed trying to get me to stop from standing up and grabbing more. I think we have to record the intro and then on our break, we will just house the food. Oh, so it's a goal treat yeah okay i can do a <laughs> goal the treat carrot. yeah <laughs> if we get through this intro <laughs> i like the idea of our carrot being a dangling piece of fried chicken absolutely absolutely yeah yeah the, i love the that makes me think of like an angler fish you uh-huh. know the way you drew that <laughs> but instead of that little light he's just got a little drumstick uh-huh i'd dangling. fall for it every time right every time absolutely if i was walking down the street and i saw a drumstick dangling from an alley yeah, you would you would go for it, right? I would bite that drumstick, and that angler land angler fish would just gobble me up. Yep. Did you ever see that um, video? I feel like I've talked to you about it maybe years ago, though. The Ewan McGregor walking on a beach short film, where there's an eclair on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> and Ewan, it's so it's like pre train spotting. They do it like. POV from the eclair too, right? So yeah. it's Ewan McGregor's face. Yeah, it's just an eclair sitting on a beach, and you see him way far off, and then he walks up and he gets close. He bends down, he picks it up, he bites into it, and then he gets yanked into the ocean with a hook in it and it's like i mean it's a pretty simple joke but man is it fucking well done and funny and weird and when i saw it i was like shocked i gasped too idea yeah oh wow okay yeah yep yeah it was a bit more gruesome than i expected so gruesome it was pretty violent very upsetting but i would do it if there was a fried chicken there that'd be my eclair that's how you get mike (laughs) for anyone listening just piece of fried chicken on the end of a fishing line and Mm -hmm. you could put it under a box have that Box held up by a stick. Definitely. I can see that. I know that's there. Yep. I'm still going to go for it. I'm still going to try to get the chicken and not fall in the box. What size box are we talking? Man, probably refrigerator size so I can't push out of the top. Right. And it's a little too long, but a little too small for me to get out of. Man-sized box. Man, um, Yep. A man-sized box. The size of ref- William Perry. <laughs> Who was William Perry? The refrigerator. Uh, he played for the Chicago Bears. Oh, nice. Yeah. If I was in a box his size, couldn't get out. The Bears are bo- bi- hockey? No, wait. What? Basketball. Football. football. Yeah, football. <laughs> I do not know my sports. I'm so sorry. It's a lot to ask anyone to know everything in every city when it comes to sports. I just, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's a lot of 
shapes and sizes and the colors to remember. A lot of logos to remember. But you remember them. Yeah, but that's like part of my culture. It's because you're a sports guy. Yeah. 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 It doesn't mean it has to be a part of your culture. Yeah. It's definitely not an area that I'm comfortable with, but I'm always surprised when people like have just such deep knowledge of like stats and players and going back years and championships. And like, I know you and Chuck talk hockey all the time, right? Yeah. Shout and, out Chuck. And he's, he's hockey and baseball. Yeah. And also shout out Chuck because uh, the lightning lost game six uh. and the avalanche won. So, you know, congrats. But the Avalanche beat the Blues, which is my team, the St. Louis Blues. Right. And so I love when a team that beats my team wins the championship. That's who I want to win. You know yeah, what I mean? Because absolutely. you took down our Kings. So I want you to go all the way. I feel like part of the reason that I never really got into sports is because all of the Canadian teams that I was around when I was living in Montreal moved to the United States, like the Colorado Avalanche or the Quebec Nordiques, right? That's right. Yeah. And the Expos yeah. left too. And that was like, you know, the very nascent, my nascent years as like someone who was like, oh, maybe I could be into sports. And I was going to baseball games and hockey games and like yeah. having well, I wonder how that feels for a Canadian. <laughs> it feels bad. Yeah. When it comes <laughs> to America, fuck it, I bet it so. It feels really bad to have like two fucking teams. Like, and the Montreal Expos were good. They were going to go to the fucking series, you know? And then to have them not only like not in Canada anymore, but moved to the United States. Uh, there's Ooh, a lot yeah. of there's a lot of feelings around that. Like Absolutely. I think Americans don't really think about how Canadians perceive them. Well, we're too busy making fun of you for seemingly being better, <laughs> I guess, is the thing. But there's there's like some pretty um gritty feelings towards Americans that I think in, in Canada that I think Americans probably would be surprised by. Like, yes, we're nice, but we're right. also we're also mad at you guys sometimes. Yeah, we paint you with a very broad brush. Right. I yeah. I I know we do because I am a part of that brush stroke for right. sure. And yeah. Yeah. And I feel like like I, I you know, I remember when my friend Mark, we were on Fire Island on the beach and he had been making a series of Canadian jokes and then he said, Well Canada is just America's hat. And it made me <laughs> so angry that I like left the beach for the day and like went and sulked in my room. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's just an interesting experience sometimes. It's a crazy be... <laughs> insult. Be like, your whole country, we just wear your country. Fuck yeah, off. It... I turn it around sometimes. I had feelings about it. Yeah. You know? Fuck yes. So anyway, just shout out to all my Canadian friends <laughs> and how salty we feel sometimes about um, how America takes our sports teams. <laughs> it's a real ego check and it's a good one. I don't know. I mean, didn't the St. Louis fucking Rams are... You know, oh, that was a mess. With that's a sore moving spot, to Los right? Angeles. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Painful for St. Louis. My dad still talks about it. Yeah. Like, we'll be on the phone chatting mm -hmm. and we'll just, sports will come around. Yep. He'll still talk about it. Of course. It wasn't that. When was that? Long enough ago that for me, I'm like, oh, St. Louis is angry about that shit and will not let it go. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel you. Mark's saying, when do you think? Five years ago? Five years? Oh, that's not long at all. It you is to a, me. You need a couple generations for that shit to go away. <laughs> Seriously, like the Do weren't the Dodgers uh, a team from Brooklyn? Yeah, it used to be the Brooklyn Dodgers. Yeah, there's still bad blood about that, and that was oh, one thousand years ago. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. We should have asked our guest this week about that. Oh, we should have asked him. We should have hit Yankees. him about some sports shit. Yeah, who you Dang, fuck with? Come back, John. We need to know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to guess because that's dangerous territory. Yeah, you got to ask. You got to ask. You can't be like you look like a Mets guy. Fuck you, man. If you if you guess wrong, yeah, 
Or even if you guess right, how dare you? That's mm-hmm. what I love about New York, too. You'd get popped in the gizzer. Is that, that right? Sure. Yeah. Guess someone's sports affiliations for them? Get out of here. <laughs> Just ask me, motherfucker. Just ask me. I'll fucking tell you. <laughs> of course I'll tell you. Yeah. But ask. <laughs> ask. You got to get consent for that shit. Sports team consent. Yeah. Sports team affiliation consent. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to get to the news? Yes. Okay, let's get to the news. Shout out Quinn. Yeah, this is a good news story this week. Shout out Quinn before the news, you mean? Uh, During, as we go. Okay. Oh, yes. Perfect. Because of the news story this week? This is a good news story. Check out Quinn, 40% off. Uh, Oh, no. By the time this drops, you missed that. (laughs) Sorry about you. 25% off at the um, checkout with our coupon code WEEDANDGRUB. 25% 25% off at myquin.com. They've got edibles. They've got super disposable vapes. They've got a whole line of products at myquin.com. And it's an all cannabinoid brand. So that means they can ship to all 50 states. And they've got a bunch of different, they've got THCO, they've got Delta 8, they've got Delta 9, a bunch of stuff going on. Their vapes are dope as fuck. And I mean, who else is making dragon fruit cookies these days? Come on. When's the last time you a saw single... a cannabis brand that had dragon fruit on the cover? I have never seen a coconut dragon Coconut Do you know that fruit? dragon fruit? Yeah, it's the beautiful uh, purple one. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And you cut the inside, and it's just like a geode for fruit. It's all speckly. Oh, come on! The most beautiful. So if you like geodes, get some Quinn. <laughs> Dope. Our news story this week: the is, Grubla Gazette. Yeah, it's from Complex. Uh, wanted to tie in. Yeah. Today's guest and how I experienced Sweet Chick for the first time, and also shout out to Snoop Dogg because this week's story is that Snoop Dogg gave his full time blunt roller a raise. Due to inflation. That is the perfect news story for these times. Yeah. Yeah. Snoop I, doing doing right by someone who I imagine has been standing by him for a long time. 100%. Making sure that his blunts are perfect. 2019. Whoa. He's been working for him for three years. Yeah. Rolling blunts every day. Creating what do you think? That's jobs. like a 60-hour work week for that guy? Good question. How many blunts is it? How many hours a day are you working rolling blunts for Snoop Dogg? Mm-hmm. If you're really good at it, not very many. And then you just hang out. <laughs> yeah. Or, but you've got to have like a clip at the ready, right? Yeah. Yeah. So right. you've got to have like, what if a whole crew shows up? Oh, Everyone's going to want a blunt. That's it. So you're not just rolling blunts for Snoop personally. It's for the whole fucking team. I imagine because this news story is about how he gave his blunt roller a raise due to inflation uh-huh. that when Snoop Dogg has people over... He creates a hospitable environment for them. Absolutely. He's a giver. The only th- person that I can relate that to is Hope Lord rolling for the Flatbush Zombies. I watched him just like keep juicing all the fucking guys just like filled up. That's awesome. Hope, and when are you coming on the pod, A homie? lot of work. So yeah, Hope, come on the pod. So the news story is just, I wanted to do something evergreen. Because <laughs> 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 we're in the weird weed and grub timeline where we don't know. I, yeah, I might be in Scotland when this drops. You might be in Scotland. If not, I might be in Alaska when oh this drops. Oh my God, or you might be in Mammoth. Or I might be in Mammoth Hit them with drops. the dates, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, they're on my thing. Oh, um, so what I wanted to say was a couple things in this um, complex article that I did not know is that Seth Rogen and um, co-signed the blunt roller story because the first time anyone learned about Snoop having a full-time blunt roller was on Howard Stern. And then Seth Rogen co- uh, corroborated that story when I learned that he was also a blunt roller for Waka F- Flocka Flame in 2014. Seth Rogen was? Seth Rogen was. That's so wild. It's cool. I remember that job posting when Waka Flocka Flame was like, I'm hiring a blunt roller because it was a big deal at the time. I don't think anyone in the, like had made a splash like that yeah. saying that kind of thing. Yeah. And Seth Rogen got the job? Is that true? It's true. 
Wow. Yeah. 2014. What was he? What movies was he in around that time? Was that like Pineapple Express time? I th- it it must be. Yeah. Yeah, it must be right around there. Oh yeah, the or the what was the movie that he made about um the interview? The interview. Oh, with uh, Franco. There's uh-huh. a crocodile or some kind of animal outside that chases them. Oh, I saw. I just it. remember the Kim Jong Un stuff. Who? The Korean dictator that they they got in trouble. That was the, the whole thing about the movie. I don't remember. Are you trying that. to avoid that shit, <laughs> yeah, Mike. You're stuck in doing your docking and weaving. <laughs> anyway, this is a to, great story. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Kim Jong Un right now. Why not? Because let's talk like, about Kim Jong Un. Okay. Right now. Great. What do you know about him? I know nothing about him except he seems like a bad dude who loves basketball. Right. The sports again. <laughs> what team do you think he roots for? Oh, I'm not well, going to guess. He loves Dennis Rodman. We he know might that. Come for you. Yeah, yeah okay. I bet he. I bet he's a massive Jordan Bulls fan because Jordan is the ultimate. Right. Like everyone will say that LeBron, uh, like there will always be goats in the conversation, but Jordan is the one who did it, and so he will always be the goat because he was first. Uh, Steph Curry, what are you a yay or nay person? Oh, so much yay. What right. A, what a um. Phew. You have to be top to bottom. I even know about how amazing Steph Curry is, and I know nothing. Yeah, but. Yeah, that's it. And he just he just like finished all of the he got all five rings, right? MVP. Yeah, he's done all he the, did all he's the done things. All the like things. That's, he checked all the boxes. The EGOT of the, he's the, of EGOT the NBA. Of, yeah, nice. Hundred percent. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm glad we got there. Because he, oh man, I don't know. Would you want to get high and watch highlights of him sometime and just see how, like, how magic he is, and how flawless? <laughs> how he many is? beanbags do you have at your house? Uh, enough for everyone to come over and watch highlights with me. Excellent. I need a projector. Yep. And a bunch of beanbags, and I'll just have Steph Curry highlight night. That sounds fun, and I don't even like sports. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's the news. Nice. <laughs> well, congratulations to Snoop's uh, Blunt Roller. Yeah, thank you race. for supporting how inflation has gone up, and so you took care of your people during uh, expensive times. How inflation has gone up. Inflation has gone up. <laughs> Isn't that what you say? It's just, I think that's the word inflation means it went up. So inflation has inflated? I guess I was actually I looked up because I, I don't have a, a concept of what inflation really is. I was like, what is this? Let me figure this out. And it's just when supply or demand outpaces supply. Yes. I did not know this really until this round. And I'm not ashamed to admit it because I think, uh, you know, economics are very fucking complicated and I've just never actually tried to focus on them or understand them. But now that they're really affecting my life, mm-hmm. I was like, let me look into this. Yeah. And see what's going on. Quote unquote scarcity. Scarcity. Yep. It's a global issue right now. You know, it's not just the United States. It's around the world. Is it? Yes, it is. <laughs> I have a hard time believing it. Well, let's move on to something that's more fun than inflation. Okay. I just do. <laughs> I just don't yeah. think that it's like. <sighs> you just don't believe the. I think the government is trying to keep sold. everybody fucking down. Right. Top well, to bottom in ab- every way at once. They're moving yeah. full strike right now. And it is so fucking crazy to see full strikes happening. Like they're just like. You want to talk about the EGOT of like evil people? It's like everything that's going on right now. With the federal government or yeah. the courts or both or what? Yes, are you seeing yes, 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 yes. All of that. Because I don't understand how any of that works. I don't mm-hmm. understand how law works. I don't understand how presidents work. But what I see <laughs> not working is everything. The system. Yeah. Totally. So I feel you on that. I don't need to know much to know it's broken. I mean, by the time this comes out, the SCOTUS will have issued a few more rulings that will probably be incredibly more damaging, including one on the EPA that will affect like how a federal agency can oversee the environment. Don't know how it's going to go. Shit's getting really fucking scary fast. You're deeper in the environment on, than me. Will you keep tabs on it and keep talking about that on here as things unfold? For sure. That would be cool yeah. to learn. Yeah. I mean, we've got to keep talking about it because it's just what's happening. And, um, you know, we use weed and food to have a great time. And then so we can talk about 
all that stuff too. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But uh, yeah, thank you, Snoop. <laughs> I thought we wrapped the news story. I know, but like, I'm, I'm like, I'm just like happy that people lead by example sometimes. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, totally. Like, I just too, I listened to um, an episode of a great podcast called "You're Wrong About" recently, and they just do deep dives on like stories that the mainstream media reported and kind of got wrong. And it's, fa- I highly recommend. Shout out, uh, "You're Wrong About" with Sarah Marshall. And they just recently did one about Martha Stewart and they were talking about Martha's friendship with Snoop and how it was like not that fucking unlikely at all because they're just such titans of business and strategy and like they just vibed because their brains are the same basically. Yeah. Like I was like that's so interesting to think of that because it's like Snoop just seems so you know his persona is not um it's just a tiny bit of like who he is and how he operates, I think. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I also don't think he wants anything. Right. He's just building it for himself. Well, that night he's like, I don't need to do anything. I don't oh, right. I don't want to have want. I want to do what I want to do. Right. You know? Cool. I think that's how he goes through life, someone like him. I mean, let's the get few him on times the podcast. We, I think so. Like the few times we've met, he just didn't want anything from anyone. Oh, fuck. I always forget that you like hung out with him. Yeah. Can you say, tell me about that day? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So we were doing that BuzzFeed video and they blindfolded us and drove us in a car. Didn't tell us where we were going. <laughs> Wild. I would not probably be high blindfolded again. I might not do that again. Wow. That was a, a weird experience to be in the back of a car blindfolded, stoned out of my mind. I can't, I would. By my own doing. Panic attack. You want to talk about an anglerfish. <laughs> You took your own drumstick. I took my own drumstick on that one. <laughs> Great. Wow. So you're, uh, and I'm having anxiety just hearing you talk about it. I just felt like a pang in my chest where I was like, oh, no, I can't. Right. That's awful. Yeah. Blindfolded in the back of a car. Uh, thanks, BuzzFeed. But I will say, like, they surprised us. We walk into this room. Uh, we walk into another room. And we walk into another room. Surprised you, but you didn't know where you were going. No. You didn't know this was going to happen. No. Okay. It's all based on like real reaction. Okay. You know, the so best they part got you high show. and then they kidnapped you effectively. I got myself very high. You, oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Because I was like, I'm going to smoke the shit I want to smoke. Okay. You know, if nice. I'm going to go be a part of something, then I'm going to do my shit. But when, <laughs> sorry to step this out, but yeah. when you were getting so high, did you know you were going to be blindfolded? No. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. They're like, put these on and, (laughs) you know, like, you know, when the camera's on you and they're like, put these on and then they just get you looking at the blindfold and then looking at the camera, Uh, you know, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, And so all of a sudden we walk through this third room in this loud, big, airy space. We can't see what it is. And the smell of all this weight just hits us full on. And I remember Brandon goes like, I think we're going to grow. I think we're going to grow today. And they set us down. We take off our blindfolds. And there's fucking Snoop Dogg oh my God. smoking a blunt with a bag of blunts, a bag, uh, pounds of flour on this long couch surrounded by plumes of smoke. And he's wow. just like, what's up, guys? I mean. It was wild. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a video that we can watch on the internet. Yeah. I don't <laughs> even know if the video will do it justice, though, to be in that man's presence and Ooh. fucking smoke with him all day. Yeah. And then to have his... Here's the, here's the fucking Snoop story. All right. This is the Snoop story. Okay. Because it's not even about the video. Like, the video was yeah. a brilliant dream come true. But the real Snoop story is about who he was during that video. Um, thanks for getting me here, Mary Jane. So, because like the thing is, is after we shoot and we get all our reactions and it was to promote some show on MTV, uh, that he was a part of, I think as the EP. And so we do all of it. We kick it with him. 
we all get to take pictures, high five with the dude. You know, he takes time with us, which was really kind. And then I just was like, well, if we're in Snoop's compound, I'm just going to explore this place because it's going to take BuzzFeed a while to pack up their shit. It's going to take everyone a while to like get their pictures, do their thank you. So I'm just going to dip and explore Snoop's compound. With per- with permission? Like No, no, no. And so oh. I start exploring. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I'm not going to ask about that. Hey, can I walk around? You just got to walk. Oh, sorry. And yeah. so... Uh, and so I'm walking around. There's all this crazy cool art all over his walls. A lot of it is from Snoop, of Snoop. And so oh, I shit, walk, like a king. Like a fucking king. Like a fucking king. And so I walk back in, and Snoop's just smoking a blunt kind of alone for a second. And I go, yo, the art on your walls is amazing. And he goes, oh, you like that shit? That's all things that my fans have sent me. Oh, my God. They've sent me self-portraits, and so I have them all over my place. And I'm just like, whoa. And he goes, you want to see some more shit? And I go, yeah. Uh-huh. He calls over his head of security and says, show this little homie around the rest of the place. And so I saw like his son's music studio. I saw his basketball court with tons of jerseys all around the outside of the court. Fucking just an amazing collection of music, shoes, art, and entertainment. Uh, in his studio, he has one of those like Star Trek captain chairs, you know, and then the studio equipment is surrounding it almost like the Starfleet Enterprise. It has like bongs on top of it and shit like that. What? It was amazing. And his security guard was so fucking kind and let me like, I never pulled out my phone, didn't do any of that bullshit, Respect. you know, just mm-hmm. keeping it clean. And uh, he just showed me everything, chopped it up with me. And then uh, BuzzFeed goes, where have you been? Well, we were so scared. And I was like, I saw this whole place. Fuck y'all. I'll take an Uber. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Did you see the kitchen? Oh, no, I didn't okay. see the kitchen. No, I mean, we'll you be saw back. everything. We'll be back. We'll I, be back. Oh, wow. What a day. <laughs> yeah, that was cool as shit. And you you met him since then. We saw him at that basketball game, I know. And you yeah. went up to him and said hey to him on the court. And yeah, like, we danced at half court. Yeah. That was amazing. That was wild. Dude just goes through life. Yeah. You'll run into Snoop. Amazing. <laughs> you want to get to Buds of the Week? Yes. All right. Well, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, yeah. No, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, in honor of this being like a real New York episode, I wanted to shout out Gretchen Robinette, the incredible photographer. You can follow her on Instagram at Gretchen Robinette, which is E-T-T-E. Um, and she is the photographer who did like so many iconic photo shoots when we were with High Times, when I was working at High Times. Gretchen and I would travel to like, we went to Atlantic City to shoot Margaret Cho, where she got Margaret Cho lying in bed covered in weed. And we shot Aquafina together. I mean, I'm saying we shot together. I had nothing to do with shooting. I was just there watching Gretchen do this fucking magic. Laura Jane Grace, Peaches. Are you And you're writing these interviews. Uh, I was either an editor or writer for interviews that we, yeah, did with so many people. And um, Gretchen just like, her images are fucking iconic. And she captures New York life. And I don't know, she's just a great follower and a really cool fucking person. She was always willing to, like, I remember the shoot with Laura Jane Grace. She found an abandoned Brooklyn, like, dilapidated, dilapidated, um, like, brownstone that was, like, so rickety to get into. You were going to get tetanus, yeah. basically. You were cool. definitely going to get tetanus. And Laura Jane Grace showed up, was fucking amazing. And uh, it just felt, like, so sketchy and weird and perfect and New York-y and like, dangerous and yeah. illegal. I picture, like, that piece amazing. of plastic blowing in the window. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah rats scurrying by. Pizza Rat showed up for a minute. No, it's great. Anyway, follow Gretchen. She's amazing. <laughs> My butt of the week this week is Connor Lohman uh, at Nuglord on Instagram, N-U-G-G Lord. Uh, Connor booked me on a couple stand-up shows. He's in the weed game and producing some dope stand-up through it. So shout out to Carmen, 
guest on the show for connecting us and recommending me and then shout out to Connor for taking the chance and then saying I did a great job. That means a lot. Also, your shows were well attended, well produced, so fun. And thank you for the hookup with those delicious edibles. So Connor, goddamn, dude, appreciate you. Wow. Great buds of the week. Yeah. Really good buds. And the ultimate VIB this week, our very important bud, John Seymour. How do you want to intro him? <laughs> you, yeah, I know. I mean, there's so many things to say. Why don't you take it? Okay. I wish we had talked about Keith Haring. Yeah. That was the one thing that we didn't get to that when he comes back, if he wants to come back, I would love to geek out on some art with him. We'll definitely have John back. Cool. Yeah. All right. That's it. <laughs> Founder of Sweet Chick, uh, fucking man about fucking town with weed and food doing like- He has vision. I'll say that too. Mad vision yeah. and the best hang and the most generous, like this spread that he brought with- all the sweet chick goodies and uh it was just amazing so yeah yeah mm -hmm. without further ado here's our interview with john seymour i'm high well as we begin it is red to uh meet a dude whose food i've loved since i moved to west hollywood excellent man thank you man yeah thank you yeah, yeah. um i'm just gonna start with a short story that i hope is okay to sh share yeah. uh, i i was i saved up enough money and i was like i'm gonna treat myself to just extravagance for a day and so i went and i got a vip ticket to complex con and I had like my whole day set up. I was like, I'm going to see all these speakers. I'm going to meet some heroes. I'm going to see if I can cop some shoes that I'm in love with. Shout out Joe Fresh Goods. You still Yo, come through, but he's what are we talking it. about? He's it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. and, and then I went to the food places real high, smoked a joint, walking from indoor to outdoor. And the line for Sweet Chick yeah. was down the grass, around the bench, and hit the fucking lake. And it was like noon, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the we, fuck? We do really well at ComplexCon too, especially. Like we, we've done it. This is the past year, we're saying? Yeah. Yeah, we've been there a couple of years now. Like we always like had little partnerships. We did a Clark's collaboration this past year. Um, move, move that baby right in front of you. This guy? Yeah. Okay, cool. Wait, you yeah, can even sure. move instead oh, yeah, of oh, yeah. go to town. Oh, yeah, you guys know what's up. There you guys yeah. know what's up. Um, yeah, and uh, unfortunately, I actually wasn't at ComplexCon this year. I had to leave for a wedding like the day before. So I was there leading up into all that stuff and only saw the footage. But yeah, it was it was insane. I mean, you know, I don't know. We just get a lot of love, especially in that like circle and that group. We have a lot of friends that that like were also like showing their stuff there and, and, and had booze. So um, yeah, but like you've crossed love. generations now at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be 10 years next year, I think. It's going to wow, be 10 years man. for us. So it's kind of like interesting. That's a decade. And like you said, it's like cross generations and like still adopting new people and and people, you know, from all, all around. So it's it's dope, man. It's been crazy. So and I like, love to see it. Like We have to talk about your huge evolution that happened just recently with this like founder's table. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. So. Um, yeah, right now is a very exciting time for us. I mean, we all know like the past couple of years was crazy for like, you know, the restaurant industry, for like all types of industries. I mean, with, with COVID and whatnot and shut down a lot, um, especially in New York and, L and, and L.A., um, mm -hmm. which is where we're located. It was like not easy to, to, to handle business and run a business. But um, but like you said, like the, uh, the you know, that following that, that you saw at ComplexCon, um, you know is a similar following that 
that that kind of came out during the pandemic. Um, you know, we had to shut it down, and when we reopened, we re reopened re literally through like a piece of plywood in the window, um, and the line started to form, similar to like what you saw at ComplexCon. And this is at the spot in uh, Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, that was the first spot we reopened because we had shut everything down for about two months. Um, Terrifying. Yeah. It was crazy, man. I mean, the restaurant industry, you know, got a lot of press, um, you know, in the news cycles and whatnot during that time because uh, it's it makes up, you know, a huge percentage of the population that actually works and a huge, pop, you know, piece of, you know, percentage of the, of the total economy in general. And it was like the first time that I think some light was shined on that. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it was a struggle. So a lot of people closed and a lot of people never came back. A lot of companies went under. A lot of companies were sold and bought and um you know, a lot of a lot of people in the industry lost their jobs. Um, you know, I I laid had to lay a lot of people off and um, in that time and made sure that that everybody that was on my staff was taken care of. You know what I'm saying? I had a couple of people that, um, from what I understand, there might not have been the right uh, documentation and they weren't receiving their benefits like they should have. Um, so that was really what motivated me to reopen the Brooklyn store because I was like, I have enough people to put on that, that weren't getting a stimulus check mm -hmm. um, that I can get uh, to pay. And and I'll open the store even if it's at a loss for the moment because we just got to get this thing kickstarted again and going. So um, what does that look like? Just like a pared down menu, like um, maybe like a, a, thigh, saw, a thigh and a breast? Kind of what you waffle. saw at ComplexCon yeah. was uh, really our sandwich um, and, and yeah, like a, a pared down kind of version. And um, there you go. Thanks. And uh, that's nice. Yeah. And um, and so basically, what we did was like scale it to come back because I didn't have enough staff to work it. And then the only people that I had a couple of people that wanted to work, right? So I, I needed to work. So I made sure we got them back to work. Um, you know, my cousin who's with me. You know, we're all hanging out, probably bringing yeah. a joint and a few. Great. Um, you know, I got him. I got a couple other friends to kind of reopen the store as well because. Then, you know, everybody else was getting their stimulus checks and then did, didn't want to come back to work. And it was also kind of a crazy time. I, you know, people were scared. People's families were sick. People were dying. You know, I mean, people New York didn't know was what was going on. Yeah, New, right? York, New York was a really kind of crazy place. Like and refrigerator trucks. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it, it's interesting. Yeah. You know, it's almost like I don't even want to talk about it too much. Whoa. Because, oh, oh we got an here. incoming delivery live on podcast. We've never had this happen mm -hmm. before. <laughs> Marvin coming in. There's sweet chick being brought to us this is wild angels what how's it going hey thank you thank you thank you hold on i'm gonna clear some space mary jane fill the gap yeah hang on oh you're just leaving me to vamp <laughs> or we could just pause okay we're not putting we're not holding for this this is very exciting okay i'm just gonna narrate what's happening for everyone who can't see because you're uh, actually listening and not watching on youtube We've got. Well, I can't even see what we have. Oh my God! There's a raft of sweet chick sandwiches, yes. fried chicken, waffles, biscuits. holy biscuits. The biscuits, I can't wait. Holy cow! Blueberry waffles. Blueberry waffles. I think that's the. Uh, that's the yeah, we okay, I'll do this. You, you keep being interviewed. You can't be the server. We can do. I, I know. I'm. Listen, I'm just so overwhelmed by the bounty that I don't even know what to say. Yeah. Hell yes. Okay. Okay. Right. We can. Yes. Yeah, so let's interview. Okay. We, we thanks, got time Mike. too. We got time to eat. Whatever. Um. Cool. So, 
so New York, epicenter of the pandemic. Everything's yeah. crazy. And you're reopening with like a skeleton staff and a pared down menu. Yep. Yep, exactly. And it, yeah, it was, it was it was crazy. You know, it really was crazy. You kind of bring me back there. And it was it was a wild time. And that was a time where it was like kind of survival mode in a bit mm-hmm. um, and really trying to figure it out. So um, from a business, you know, standpoint, it was like, let's try to keep the overhead at, as low as possible. Yep. Plus, we also kind of couldn't hire. There was nobody really to work at right. the time. It was it was it was crazy to kind of to figure it out. But um, long story short, to kind of cut to it, got that store open. Sales started coming back. We started kind of blowing away the expect expectation that I had because previous to the pandemic, we really were not doing delivery because um, it was wasn't something that we really focused on as a company because we were really bringing people in and we were a very experiential restaurant. Right, like full service. Yeah, full service. The playlist. Every review I read on the website talks about the music that comes through those walls. It was a celebrity hangout because it was such a cool time, right? And and, and really, that's just like kind of where, where, you know, the the brand's DNA also comes from. Chicken and Waffles um, is from Harlem. It was invented in Harlem in the jazz clubs, um, Mm -hmm. you know, in the 1920s around music and, and, uh, you know, there's a whole story I can get into that as well, but please cut yeah. a little bit in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, don't... I mean, the, the, the chef uh, at the end of the night, the story was it's M, M. Wells in Harlem. The chef was, at the end of the night was like, uh, or, or a jazz musician came back and was like, I'm hungry. He was like, um, I got some fried chicken left over um, and I can make waffles. So it was like four o'clock in the morning. You want breakfast or you want dinner? Um, so the guy had, he was like, I got fried chicken. I can make some waffles, fried chicken and waffles. Fuck. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kind of my understanding of that and then thinking of like how the music influenced it as well. And, and just also influenced me and, and all of us, you know, like from from all types of different genres, but um, really just kind of like our staff kind of became very musical um, and, and really that informed the playlists. And then, you know, that still does to this day, really. It, I've never been to a New York spot, but the one here in L.A., what I noticed, I mean, we talk about it all the time because we both live on Fairfax. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so crazy. An incoming weed delivery. Oh, we got now. incoming weed delivery. <laughs> oh, this yes. is the ultimate weed and grub F- episode, folks. Um, this we- is going to be our last episode ever because it's not going to get better than this. Yeah, we could check everything off so- our bucket list. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> as as he hands it off, the biggest plume of smoke comes out of his mouth too, <laughs> just rolling hog legs. Well, I know we, you know, listen, this is weed and, and, and grub. This oh yeah, is, yeah. This is weed Hop and grub. So I'm glad he brought this in. And in New York, this is a, more of a New York thing, but but we have a little bit of a graba inside of this or a little bit of a fronto inside of this. I don't know if you guys really smoke that. It's a little bit of tobacco. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, what do you call it? What's graba. It? It's like, you know, a leaf. Yeah. It's a leaf and then it's like dried up. I've never tried it. I can't wait. Yeah, so I know he has it and it just kind of hits a little bit different. Yeah. Nice. Um, so I know that's kind of nice. pick me up. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so yeah, um, the pandemic. Uh, where were yeah. we at? We were. Look, we're talking about like the pl- how often the playlist is. Oh yeah, I mean like- the music, man. I mean, and and that that really kind of really translated when we opened the first store. Um, you know, that was on Bedford Avenue in Williamsburg. Yeah, like I said about nine years ago now. Amazing. Um, you know, we built the, the the restaurant around chicken and waffles, but we really did offer a lot. We offered like braised octopus on the menu. We had aged uh, ribeye at one point, you know, and then we had seasonals. You know, we had really amazing chefs working for us, and we really built this great. Yeah, there was a venison there. seasonal that was in there. Yeah, yeah, that oh, was yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, we we, we really like, and and as we developed and opened other locations, we allowed those chefs to really kind of get creative as well. Um, which is challenging to scale. Mm-hmm. And as you reopen the business, we realized, you know, 
ultimately where what we were doing was selling like 90 percent of our you know of our food was our chicken and waffles which is yeah. what we were known for and um you know we, we really just focused on that and said let's just execute that and play our hits which is like you know, shrimp and grits and the other comp accompaniments that we would have and biscuit sandwiches our br brunch program uh pancakes things like that that we just people always loved about us and let's focus on that um but that really happened organically throughout the pandemic um as we reopened the stores and just really saw what worked um i think that's cool too because the one here in la on on fairfax you'll have like seasonal waffles which mm -hmm. is like an exciting thing to check out yeah, yeah. and so like the idea of still keeping things oh yeah creative oh yeah and yeah. alive yeah like right now i think one of these is the um it was like donut uh national donut day so we did a cinnamon donut inside the waffle what you know, the fuck? Yeah, so you know, like stuff you like do that. Smoke weed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wait, wait. <laughs> that wasn't even my creation. You know, it's like that was yeah. uh, that was that was definitely Chef. Shout out to Chef Lauren. I want to get into like <laughs> your story, your backstory, how like just yeah. growing up in New York and everything. Like, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Man. City? Did you grow up um, on 80th and First uh, Ave, Upper East um, Side? Upper East Side, yeah. Okay. You know, a place we kind of call uh, if you if you live there, you call it Yorkville, which is okay. like a very like Irish and kind of German like area. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Yorkville. And yeah. man, I used to manage brunches, um, at the NoHo star. Oh yeah. Right there. Do I you know remember it. the NoHo yeah, star? Yeah, yeah, right That there. was like my. Probably busy brunches right there. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Just having to I'm get sure. Yeah. I mean, I bartended in nightclubs. So mm -hmm. like, you know, I was a bartender also like a local neighborhood spot in my old neighborhood, like an Irish bar. Um, yeah, I did a lot of other things, you know, so, you know, I figured out how to make a little bit of money and I opened a little burger spot was like my first kind of business venture. Where was really? that? Um, that was in Brooklyn, in Williamsburg. It was called Pops. Um, so it was a little burger spot. I learned a little bit there. Mm -hmm. um, how thick was the burger? Smashed thin? They, nah, they were thin. They were thin burgers. Oh, yeah, nice. They were fire, bro. I'm telling you, if that you lived good. in Brooklyn, if you lived in Williamsburg and Brooklyn around that time, you know Pops and people, people come up to me all the time. They're like, yo. When was this? Um, man, this is like... Um, damn, I was so bad with time. Like early two thousands, like, yeah, like yeah, two thousand five, kind of. Yeah, it like must have been like it must have been, like, it must have been like yeah, two, yeah, because what? Yeah, it must have been like early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, wild. Yeah, yeah, I was out there. And so Pops around, was like, around. wait, but like, why Why would you go into the restaurant business, dude? Why would you get well, into food? Because I everyone listen, I talk to is like, it's a crazy game. It's so hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> You're fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> like, it is. It up. is. It is. Listen, somebody told me. So I told. I've told other people about the restaurant business. That's like, you know, listen. I, I figured out how to make some money, right? And you know, what do you do when you make a little bit of money? How do you make more money? What do you got to do, right? I yep. started asking questions. Literally, this is what I did. I didn't know what to do. Um, I worked in the service industry. This, that, the other. Um, I thought for a second I was going to buy taxi cab medallions. Um, oh, wow. Because they were worth a couple hundred grand at one point. Yeah. Thank God I didn't do that because Uber came along. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to Joseph Gordon Levitt. You know, you got you to gotta start to ask these questions. I mean, this is this is literally my process, man, at that point. You know, you got to ask some people. And I didn't know a lot of people that were that successful, to be honest with you, in legitimate business anyway. Like, you know. Yep. A lot of I know a lot of people that put a lot of cash into things and failed at some stuff and never really made any bread, to be honest with you. But, yeah. Um, so was there the connection that you made that, like the person that you asked the right question of? Um, Do you remember the day when you sort of like had a light bulb? Oh well, well on the restaurant side, I remember somebody said uh, yeah, they just told me not to do it. And to be honest with you, whoa, I, I've told this to people. They told me not to do it, and I at the time I was kind of like, damn, fuck them, because this was somebody I and I, I you know 
I was a little bit like, you know, fuck them. Mm-hmm. And um, my wife, um, who I met, um, went to pastry school. So she was, and she was a very enthusiastic, she's very enthusiastic culinarily, you know, she's like a chef, you know what I'm saying? Knows dough. I mean, she cooks, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, um, so basically she kind of put the, probably put the battery and I, you know, I'm a hospitality guy and, um, you know, my father used to make burgers. My father was a bartender. So that's, you know, um, so I was kind of like, my father used to make burgers for the guys in the neighborhood you know type of thing so i was kind of like all right what would make sense in brooklyn I, you know okay i started thinking about the restaurant business i don't know it's kind of crazy you're taking me back guys yeah yeah um it's cool and uh yeah it is cool and um and uh i was like all right cool i saw a spot and i said uh, that was not really functioning that well and i was like all right cool i could probably take this and uh make this work better and if i could do that i could probably duplicate it and that's kind of what i thought and i said just make a fire burger for the people in the neighborhood and that's kind of what we did Um, and did it from scratch really pops you know what i'm saying i put in the the concrete floors it was cool that's really cool especially because you had like and wifey helped me along with that Mm -hmm. you know for sure shout out to my wife fallon i love you you're the best (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome wow and at this point where does weed fit in for you? I'm not smoking. Okay. Wow. I'm not smoking at that time. You were taking a break because you'd I was taking smoking? a break. I had stopped drinking. Okay. So in my 20, up until my 20s, um, alcohol for me was not like my friend in a sense, really. Mm-hmm. Meaning too I much guess, or none? Um, I meaning too much. Like, yeah, yeah it put me in some bad places. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, I it do. just it just wasn't right for me, man. Um, put, got me in trouble. Put it like that. Yeah. So, choices are hard, man. <laughs> you know. You yeah. know, I was around a lot of people that you know maybe weren't the best influences. For I was sure. also like, you know, so my parents are Irish. If that's for if that's worth anything. I have an Irish passport because yeah, my, my father, dad. <laughs> my father was a bartender. Yeah. You know, he was an alcoholic, who, a, a recovering alcoholic. He used, yeah. to se- he used to send everybody in the neighborhood to AA. Wow. But he had stopped drinking be- right before I was born. And he, he had had us when he was like older. Dude, no wonder you're in hospitality. You got you got a whole community around no, my you. Father people like, were like no, my father out. knew everybody in the neighborhood. Like, Man. you know what I'm saying? Like everybody, like that's that's like why I say that word that, where I'm from is called Yorkville. So they, they, these guys would be like, oh, he's putting it on the map, like type shit. Because it's a little bit different. <laughs> we're um, cool. You know, it's like kind of like a very Irish American kind of community. A lot of like more like working class and and like, like he just knew all the guys. You know what I'm saying? From like generational even over there. So like he was kind of a very very beloved figure. Figure. Yeah. Yep. So would you know. say this is like when if you watch Law and Order, you've, you've never been to New York, but you watch Law and Order, and they mm-hmm. go to a cop bar. It's yeah, like yeah, that yeah. kind of like. It's not, I wouldn't say it's a cop bar because there was dirty cops there. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, the ones <laughs> and with there the was retired cops there, and there was active cops and detectives there too, occasionally. And there was got that guy who's like the garbage man, who's that who's the head of the garbage department. Yeah. It was like uh, kind of like a Cheers. A friend of mine had said <laughs> to me, "He's like, oh, you got to make a show because it was kind of like a Cheers." 
Um, That's what I just thought was like, but, I'd watch but like a different type of cheers, you know what I'm saying? Like not, a, not like a cheers, a cheers, uh -huh. but like a cheers with a wink, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We have food right As here. Sorry, say. I do need to take a bite. Yeah. Well, I feel like this is the bite midpoint. <laughs> I'm just yeah. scared I'm going to start eating and then I'm not going to want to talk anymore. Yeah, it might be quiet the rest first. of the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for the Nashville and it's probably somewhere underneath one of the Nashville boxes. hot? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll just I'll wait till long. probably wait till after, but you go for you, go you dig eat and I'll something. talk and then you talk and I'll eat or something like that. But we yeah. can't both eat at the same time. <laughs> yeah, unless you want to talk to yourself. Yo, do, all, <laughs> do, all, do all these interviews, does everybody smoke the entire time? No. No. Keep going. Right, this so is I'm awesome. Good, good. Yeah, this is like the best yeah, Hot Ones episode we've this ever had. You know what <laughs> I'm yeah, doing yeah. it. This is fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, where are we at? So. Well, yeah, exactly. There's so many places to go. Okay, I'm gonna well, take a so second. Let's get back to you know, current, current, current news. Yeah. In current news, well, because um, I wanted to ask about the New York like consumption license license. Yes, stuff. man. Is that going to be wow. a part of your empire? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it. Like, yeah. I have a lawyer who I have a lot of. I have a bunch of liquor licenses. Okay. Right. I've held a lot of liquor licenses over the years. I've held legitimate establishments now for over all the years. That looks delicious. Oh, that yeah. was delicious. Jump in, Mike. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Get it, Mike. What are you going to... What is this? Woo. Yeah. Fuck, dude. It looks amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you got yes, secret sir. pickles in here? Yes, those are some secret pickles, man. Perfect. Um, so you got I a mean, lawyer looking into... Yeah, so no, no, it's you know he's. Uh, I, I, we talk occasionally, and then I have other friends that are in the in the business. I'm a board member on a company that's actually currently looking at a at a license in New York that that's in cannabis in in uh, in LA. Oh yeah, Foxy, a company called Palindrome that we started. Um, it manages Foxy and manages an, a, another brand at the moment, and it's very interesting. We got a great CEO running that, um, and uh, so like I'm learning a lot about that, and then I have a lot of friends in the black market. You know what I'm saying? Like that have been historically in the black market, mm -hmm. you know, um, and cannabis is so interesting to me. And now as a, as a smoker um, and forever, I've always been interested and I've always really been aware of all the strains throughout the history of, of cannabis. Yeah. So like, that's cool. I'm not just like a. You're like a, a weed nerd on some level. right? On, yeah, yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. Mm -hmm. Because right. I've just been s submerged in it. Yeah. For so long that I'm just I know it. You know it. By way of, like, similar to, like, you know, um, hip-hop and stuff like that to me. It's like when it's kind of been around you and then, you you know, you're around it. It's like, you know, I, you're just kind of, like, a part of it. You're kind of currently always aware of what's going on. And um, Were you a, a Sour Diesel? Not a, necessarily a fan, but what's that? Uh, were you a, a Sour Diesel lover? I mean, I remember when Sour Diesel was getting sold in New York for $7,200 a pound. Yeah, right. $7,300 a pound. I'm, you know. Whoa. Yeah. So, like, I, I just know lots of different – whoa. You know, areas of cannabis, like I'm, I'm kind of a, I wouldn't say a cannabis nerd, but somebody who's very cannabis aware right. of like the industry as well as a whole. So when I'm learning about, um, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the, the licensing side and it's very interesting, but it's also like, it's crazy because right now in New York, you can go to any store and you can get weed and cannabis. Yeah. That's amazing. Weed and grub. I gotta, I gotta just say that I don't think anyone would attach so the word. So it's not legal yet, but I, I wanted like just correct the nerd part because I think what yeah. I meant through that was just like mad amounts of knowledge. You about... know, you know what I would call myself? I would say that I'm a, at least a New York cannabis historian. No, that's, that's awesome. Pretty cool. I would classify myself as that. 
let the take that yeah. take that this is uh amazing yeah 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 yeah. thank it, you man. i got the hot one nashville hot yeah yeah perfect amount of oh, hot exactly. not too hot Excellent. real sweet secret pickles your bun is crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. by the way yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> soft yeah, yeah. potato i mean look we're trying it's to so like, fire like since especially not not that we were always weren't but it's like what we've been trying to do now is really really work on the product man and like make our food you know it's like yeah. you know now you know like the we talked about focus and like that doing toast business. on the bun what's up <laughs> yeah. you yep. toast your yep. buns you gotta what are toast we talking the bun, about bro. come on man it's is scaling up from i mean you've just grown yeah, yeah. and grown and now you're really gonna massively grow with this new development with founders table is is that hard scaling like that it must um, be yes. super yeah, yeah, hard. Yeah yeah, 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 it is. I mean, anything is hard. Everything is hard, right? Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, you know, more or less, more or less, it's like anything to do anything well should be hard. Yeah. Even if you're a master. I mean, LeBron James is um, is uh, is not, not practicing. Right. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try a sandwich. But, uh, not, yeah. Nazir Jones, when he's got a show, he's not not practicing. Yeah, he might rehearse a little bit. Yeah, Everyone's, there's only a full arena there to see him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. when you sit across from Nas, was that the first time you two met a business thing, or did you kick it before things oh, became business? No, meeting Nas was crazy. Um, when I met Nas, we had two restaurants. I had two restaurants open: two Sweet Chicks, one on, on the, in Williamsburg, and one in the Lower East Side. Um, and. Uh, I got introduced to Nas through Peter Bittenbender from Mass Appeal, who was the CEO of Mass Appeal. If you guys are familiar, I'm not. Um, Is it clothing? No, they're they're like uh, they do they're like a multimedia company. Like they do all types of like different stuff, produce doc, all types of shows and shit, um, move films and shit like that as well. Music, you know, they just do a lot of stuff. They make in, shit. In that. Yeah, they make a lot of stuff. Um, and uh, I had met him actually backstage at South by Southwest, so. It was kind of like a, a kind of a fairly brief interaction, but it was cool. It was cool. Um, and then uh, subsequently met him up at Sweet Chick in Brooklyn. Um, and that was mad cool. That's fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, Nas is a legend, man, right? So it's like, you know, um, it was it was really cool. And and, and from a, as a New York guy trying to get an investment, trying to close, you know, for me, that was like the first little funding I did. So it was cool. Whoa, and, I, and you know, a cosign from Nas in a sense. Dude. He, you know, he was just like, yo, he really liked what we were doing with the restaurant. So it was just like super. He's dope. timeless, dude. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 timeless. Yeah, I mean, he just won a Grammy. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah. So it's like, whoa. Yeah. But yeah, it's wild. To, it's but wild. to but to pull Respect. the trigger on something like that. Well, I guess at that point he is, he is Nas. Like it'll matter. Like he's a business. Mm-hmm. He is a business. So when he got to spark one up for Nas, man. There's you know, it. Hell yeah. for Nas. <laughs> That's awesome. And so you said, just come through Sweet Chick. Um, and he was like, I will try this place. And then it was like, this is so yeah, good. What yeah, are we yeah. doing? I think you know. I think he like he had heard of it through like a friend or something like that. Maybe so he'd heard of this. When spot. are we talking? This is right, like right at the beginning. This was like we had a. I had a Sweet Chick uh, was open on, in in Brooklyn and Williamsburg, the mm-hmm. original one, and. Um, Lower East Side was already open. So we had two restaurants, um, Cold Sweet Chick. Damn. Um, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We're opening a new one soon in September in Union Square. It's going to be pretty cool. Whoa. Yeah, so it's dope. That's going to be yeah, wild we're, because we're, the we're, last time I walked through Union on. Square, there was just like an open air farmer's market for everybody selling weed. Oh, man. The New York I mean, has with changed the, so with much. Weed, 
Yeah, New Yorkers with weed. I mean, I I, I don't even know how what's gonna what it's gonna look like, but it already looks like it's there. So yeah, I would love to actually hear like hear you take a guess at what you think it could look like though. If like things go, like the laws seem like they're trying to get it right this time. Like they're looking at other states that have implemented you know full use and they're learning from our mistakes hopefully mm-hmm. so what do you think New well York could look like they didn't do it quick enough for one hmm. okay they didn't legalize it quickly quickly they enough yeah to... they should have figured it out quicker oh yeah they were late to the game yeah it was, just it was crazy two years ago right because what are they going to do with all the guys that have the shops right now yeah that are storefronts yeah that are selling in two years they're going to shut them down right or they're going to try. And they'll, I mean, like they've t- tried to do it in LA. You I know? think they're starting to try now, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Because they're in DC too, right? It's all, I mean, it's all the c- way up the coast. Yeah, it's and also DC. crazy. And DC dudes are in New York, and New York dudes are in DC. And yeah. Everybody's everywhere. <laughs> Man, it's so, wild. I think we should be in charge. Yeah. I think we would actually do a pretty damn good job. I like mean, a circle, like, <laughs> a, like a, a cabinet, a different type of cabinet. <laughs> You know, (laughs) (laughs) no, I mean, you know, what's it, what it's going to look like in New York. I mean, they, you know, uh, they're going to give out licenses and all the the major top guys that are here are probably going to be there. Yeah. Um, you'll be there. I mean, you already know 100% burner is going to be there. Cookies. The only weed brand that anyone actually knows, like he did it across the board, bro. Yeah. It's the shout out to burner. Yeah, we're probably smoking some. I'm, this is probably some of his weed right here. <laughs> that's awesome because yeah. that's great weed. We've had the conversation about how you know there is really no. Re- the, everyone knows genetics, everyone knows strains, but no one knows a brand. That's the one. Cookies. Yeah, yeah, no, no. He's just he, he just did really well in mm-hmm. what he did because I think he's authentic to what it what it is, you know, to that to it. So to that world, and I think he's just doing really well from from a consumer standpoint too. You know, he's just he's really good. But there's a lot of good guys out, good people out there. Yeah, there's a lot of good people out there and great companies, man. It's fucking, it's really cool. So, but you know, a lot of those stores are gonna come and open, yep. and I don't know. It's gonna be interesting for the guys that are that are there. But I also don't know how you really compete with the bodegas. You know, now a legitimate store, it's just like alcohol. I mean, I guess it's like prohibition, uh, really. Um, you know, I own liquor licenses. Yeah. If if you pop open an ice cream store next door and start selling liquor, like they're not, they are shutting you down. Yeah. You're done. Or a restaurant, and you're like, as you start, no, they're shutting you down. If, um, if depending on the neighborhood with my liquor license, if um, I have a DJ too late, um, they're shutting me down, or they're taking away my liquor license. Damn, you mm-hmm. know. So they figure it out with li- with liquor, so they'll figure it out with cannabis too. But I don't know. It's uh, the New York the, the liquor. Thing is, the thing is, to me, also like honestly, I was always against legalization. To be honest with you, from a long time. For the one simple reason of it gave so many people a way to earn a little extra income. Yeah. So that was my kind of two cents. But hey. In the words of DJ Khaled, keep going. But but (laughs) but decriminalize. Decriminalize because you can't, you know, shouldn't be locking people up for this, man. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is this is like a medicine, dude. It's so wild to think of legalization the way um, that it's actually taking extra money away from people like making it legal it's gonna take some families extra cash for yeah, for yeah. the bar to yeah, entry no, is the barrier so, is so high but it also takes a family's father or, or mother or sister or brother who gets locked up because they get arrested for selling it yep 
which is no, it's that's where we're over that now. I, I believe that. as a country. Yeah. And Brock as, Turner and, was and, found and, innocent. What are we and doing? Look at, the liquor, look at the, liquor, the liquor industry, man. We're selling water now. You guys, hopefully, maybe you're just honest. We're selling. We're working water on that, that actually. Like we're working on. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm saying. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Totally. Like, like, there's a huge industry. Oh wait, hop on the mic. Oh, sorry. There's a huge industry, so the federal government already knows it. Um, but it's just a matter of like, come on, capitalize on it now. Let's just make it work and make make a whole industry of people and put people to work and a whole job. Come on, solve a lot of problems quick. Yeah. Quick. <laughs> Yeah, for a long it's time, too easy. I thought legalization was the way, and I totally see now it's yeah, decriminalization without regulation is the way for you know more people about to here, enter man? the industry. Yeah, so it's hard because but you know, yeah, it's it's so or tricky. Just fully decriminalize it and let people make the money untaxed. Cool, fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like that you way things that a lot of things great. would fix themselves at that Should. point. Yeah, Made but, the best but, win. But feds eat. But make it a smooth transition. Let's just go. Yeah. But you know, there's an election to win next fucking soon. It's fuck. Let's not talk. Mm -mm. <laughs> mm -mm. Let's change the topic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So your waffles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the waffles are fucking amazing. Fucking Yo guys, this is, is a so great podcast. <laughs> you have a bunch of different sauces, and that's where I get excited. I can go yeah, crazy well, that's, with that, my waffle well, see, sauce. That, but you see, that's the original kind of recipe for the restaurant was the chicken and waffle, um, which is why obviously we focus on it so much. Um, was it was kind of a vehicle for flavor, right? So like, and, and a way to bring also incorporate vegetarians uh, into the mix. So we always offered a, a vegetarian offering, and you know we're always kind of even working on to refine that to a vegan offering. To be honest with you. So that's that's like in the plans in the future of Sweet Chick. So, you know, we're not going anywhere. No. I mean, coming to a town near you soon, yeah, right? Yeah, coming to a town near you, man. And like, and, and we're a company that I think is going to hopefully stand, you know, no, not hopefully, is, does already, but will continue to. And, you know, we do stuff in communities and we raise funds here and there. We don't really, be, we're not very public about that. And, you know, in a way, and, and, and we want to continue that in a bigger scale as we scale up, you know, um, because this is still kind of a business thing. That weed and grub experience. This is so dope to just like chill with you. Thank yes. you. Thank you guys, man. This is this is excellent. Yeah. Cool. And thank, thank you. you for feeding all of Top Tree Studios today. Yes. Yeah, man. Yes. This is lunch. Thank you. Yes. Like shout out yeah, yeah, yeah. to fucking everyone who's gonna kind of just like come through here and be like, yeah. oh my god. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's gonna be sick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> cool, man. This? Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, plug anything else again? Sweet chick. Oh, Miami. Man. Yeah, where can New people York, find you? Miami. Uh, we just did, we're doing a lot of stuff. We, we just did a party with our friends. Oh yeah, we did a pop up in Miami. Um, party with our friends uh, at Chamama Sauce. My friend Rufio. You guys gotta have Rufio on the show. Cool. Okay. Um, a lot of people, man. Damn. Shout out to Highmart. Shout out to we're smoking on that this week. Shout out to. All the I love how your plugs photos. are shouting out other people, dude. Yeah, you know, I'm realist. just thinking like I'm like, who who been smoking? This is a weed thing. Yeah. Who been smoking? Yeah. <laughs> um, cool, man. That's uh, about it. IG Sweet Chick. It'll all be in the show notes, all the description. Thank yep. you. Cool. Peace, yeah. guys. Uh follow us at Weed and Grub on Instagram. Email us at wg at weedandgrub.com. Eat this oh, fucking food and smoke that good weed. Find some sweet chick and spark one up. There it yes. is. <laughs> spark it up. Bye. Bye. Peace.